to another episode of the 757 Renaissance Man Podcast. Today, we're going to have a special July 1st episode. I am here with the one and only Mark Wasserman, Prop Brothers at Law. How are you doing today, sir? I am fantastic. How are you? Um, uh, it's an honor to have you, man. I really uh, respect what you guys do. Um, I love that you're trying to educate the people and, um, you know, basically that's it. Educating them on how they should behave out in these streets. Yes. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. And, uh, yeah, you know, we just found ourselves in a position to educate and inform citizens in in a way that's going to, uh, this day and age, help people walk away with their lives from traffic stops. It's it's unfortunate that that's where we're at, but that's become one of the uh, staples of of what we're doing uh, and what it's kind of turned into. And that's really important because I think uh, education is needed on both ends um, in a traffic stop um, from the police and the driver. Yeah, and... Well, see, the unfortunate truth is the reason we have to educate people is because the cops are not trained properly. Mm-hmm. And that's where we tie, you know, that's you get into the retraining and the re-education of police. Mm-hmm. Because when they go through their police academy for a blink of an eye real quick, they come out with an us versus them attitude. Mm-hmm not protect and serve, but Hey, they're doing this and you got to pull that person over and then go find out what else they're doing to get over here. And, you know, and it's just all a vicious, a vicious culture that's been created. Now there's a lot of great cops out there that understand and respect people's rights, but we see the the horrific end of, of the other side of it. And that's why it's important that people understand their fourth and fifth amendment rights the way we break it down. Yes. So I've been watching you guys for maybe about two years now. Yeah, we've been, let's see, we jumped on Instagram uh, January 22nd, 2015. So we've been around on social media for, for a little bit now. Yeah. Cause somebody sent it to me and it was like, they were sending to me as a joke, but I was like, no, this is, this is good stuff right here. And the fact that you guys are really attorneys, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, so, so we do get that quite a bit. We, we, we do like to address that. We, so Pop Brothers at Law, we, we both smoke cannabis. We are really brothers, and we are both really attorneys. So it's all true. <laughs> yes, yes. But I think I, I can respect the honesty that you guys have uh, more than – you know, people that's fronting like they're on your side, they're really not. No, absolutely. And that's one of the things we've always done as attorneys 
is be honest at, and upfront with our clients about the good and the bad. I, you know, a lot of attorneys are afraid to tell the truth and it's something bad because, you know, won't pay or whatever, you know. Right. So we've always been on the just straight upfront, no bullshit. This is the way it is. And, you know, we're here to help as much as we can as attorneys and help minimize these consequences and everything like that. But we're going to tell it like it is. And that's, that's just what we did when we ventured into social media. We just were ourselves mm -hmm. and we were conveying messages that we had naturally conveyed to our clients, you know, for 30 years. So, uh, okay. July 1st, um, marijuana is going to be decriminalized in the state of Virginia. What is your advice for people on day one? <laughs> well, I mean, well, so first of all, uh, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because when we talk about legalization, you gotta be very, very careful because I'll just say this, it's not legal. Okay. And it won't be legal on July 1st. That is going to get a lot of people in trouble by this blanket statement legalization is here okay. because now I don't know the exact laws that are going to be in effect, but I like in California, it's legal here, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then why are people still getting arrested? Why do people fly here? Cause it's legal and then buy some and then try to take it back and get arrested right. because it's not legal. Mm -hmm. It's not legal anywhere and it won't be legal anywhere until nobody gets arrested or any amount of cannabis. So that being said, it's legalized to some degree, right? So here in California, as an adult 21 or older, you can possess up to one ounce. Mm -hmm. Up to one ounce is legal. You have more than an ounce. Now, depending on your age, you could be committing an infraction or a misdemeanor, and in some cases, still a felony, mm -hmm. depending on a lot of different things and factors. So to blanketly say legal. And that's why we represent people who come here from other states and they, and they, they get maybe a half ounce and they jump on a plane and go back home and they're looking at a felony yeah. and they're like, what the hell just happened? Well, because it's not legal mm -hmm. and it's not legal. Cannot fly with it. It's not legal to fly with it just because you and all your friends and a majority of the people out there fly with it and get away with it. Doesn't make it legal. I use this, uh, this, this example. If you go out this month and run 10 red lights and do not get a red light ticket, it doesn't mean suddenly running red lights is legal. And that's how it is with cannabis and people who fly with it and people who go to other states where it's legal and they don't understand that it's legal to some degree. Mm -hmm. There's degrees of, of the legal. So that being said, it's important for anybody who's going to want to use cannabis to know what that law is. How much can I possess? How much can I possess in public? You know, I don't know if it's like, is it going to be like New York where they're going to allow you to smoke on the streets in Virginia? No, I don't think you, I don't think you can smoke in public spaces. I believe that you can have up to an ounce and you can have four plants. You can only have uh, two mature and two juvenile. And these, oh, these ridiculous limits, I, I, I mean, 
why, where's the, you know, you can only go get one case of beer. You know, you can only go get three Jack Daniel bottles and put them in your trunk. What the, you know, it's just, it's insane the way that it's, I mean, we have to be happy that there's change and something's happening and it's moving, but Jesus, God, what the, you know, it just makes no sense. And they're still going to lock people up if they have too much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so, so knowing, knowing, and the consumption we in California, we can't walk out on the street unless we're a medical patient and consume, you know, New York did it right. You know, they, they, they did it right right now when they allowed for all that. And then the smell is gone as probable cause. And, you know, there's no more coming up on the streets to whoever the cops want. But I think in New York, you can't even smoke a cigarette in the inside. So you had to smoke outside. Right. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. The in, you're better off outside. But yeah, that it, it's, it's something that, you know, hopefully as it starts, it will, it'll lead to better le- real legalization is what I like. Real legalization where, Nobody's ever getting arrested and there's no limits mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want with it. Just like people do with alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, like we, like we were just saying, you know, so, I mean, getting, getting that point across, don't be satisfied. Don't be sad as cannabis users in your state. Don't be satisfied with that. It's like a crumb. It's like here and you know, it's like a carrot, you know, let me give you a little bit, you know, I mean, it's great. It started, but the activists and advocates still got to, this is not enough. I'm glad we got to this point, but come on, you know, I want to grow. I mean, if a cannabis patient needs six, seven plants, they can only grow four, you know, I mean, so my feeling is good, but keep pressing and keep pushing for further and quicker change to catch up you know, with, with the, the other side of the country that's, you know, well ahead of, of where they're at. But, you know, it's a different demographic, you know, but there, there's still a lot of work to be done. And I was, and what you're saying that I was really surprised that, you know, Virginia being one of the Commonwealth states and uh, where we are in the South, I was really surprised that um, I, it was almost seemed like it was out of the blue that they started talking legalization. And then they fast yeah. forwarded it. Because at first it was going to be 2024, and then the governor changed his mind and said we're going to do it on July 4th, I mean July 1st. But you still can't purchase it yet because right. that won't start until 2024. Right, right, and all the businesses and all that stuff. We've got we've got clients who are already going going out there getting ready uh, for that. The business side of it in 2024. So, yeah, it's, you know, and that's what you got to do. Get your ducks in a row and try to be ahead of the curve and figure out and stay in the know of what's going to happen and how it's going to roll out. Zoning, mm-hmm. right? That's the big deal. You want to you wanna go find property in areas where they're going to allow these businesses to be. And if you can get some property, rent, purchase, you're going to be sitting pretty if you're in, the, in that zone where cannabis is going to be allowed. But they have to start now. You already, you already have to be started to be ready and operational by 2024. Well, no, I mean, you can't because you don't know how they're, you don't know what the regulations are going to look like and what you're going to need to do. But 
what we know from what's happened all over the country and other places is is it starts with zoning. It starts with property because the powers that be are going to say, okay, we, we're going to let cannabis be here, but it's got to be here in this zone, you know, industrial area or whatever, right? It's not going to be near schools and parks and all that other. It's going to be in industrial areas. So, you know, you, we have clients who are, you know, starting to rent industrial, you know, warehouses and properties and dirt. You know, there's places where it's just dirt. And that's, you know, that's where you, you know, you take a risk, you speculate, you go look around the area and where do I think? And you go to city council meetings and county board of supervisor meetings and you stay up on what they're doing and what they're talking about. Because it's not a secret when it gets to this level. They, they, at some point, they're going to have to make a decision as to where they're going to allow the zoning. And as a citizen, you are privy to all that information by just going to city council meetings. You know, who does that? You know, nobody does, you know, but if you care about the plant and you want to be in and around it, and especially in the business of it, you got to get politically involved now. So you're in the know of what's happening, particularly the zoning. And you can start looking at, oh, you know, because I mean, we've had clients out here, you know, we go back five years before legalization and the hit and everything and the regula regulations we had clients going to areas you know renting property for 300 bucks a month dirt mm -hmm. and you know five years later they've got a big business on that you know where there was once dirt you know and so looking ahead like that at properties and that that's really how you're going to do yourself the best service uh, if you can be in the know and figure out where they're going to allow the cannabis businesses to pop up and go get yourself attached to property. All right. So I got a two part question. Now that we're seeing legalization spread, especially on the East coast and now in the South, um, do you think that that's going to lead to uh, more States? And do you think we'll ever come to a day where we see it federally legal? Yeah, at the, hopefully sooner than later, because, you know, there, out of all this, there's 47 states that have some form, whether it's just CBD and a little of this and that, of cannabis that is being, is, is allowed. And so the overwhelming majority of the citizens across the country want it. They're for it. So you have these representatives who are not succumbing to the will of their constituents they're sticking to their own views and they're not voting for it because the measures the, the the bills have been there they've passed the house but they always died in the senate at mcconnell's feet but he's gone as the leader so hopefully the bills that have been pushed through by the house hopefully in the next year or so we're going to see that and we're going to see we're going to see the federal the federal legalization but then with that we will see federal regulations mm -hmm. <laughs> i i know i mean it, as it not being a crime anymore you know people not going to jail people being let out of jail i'm all that's the that's the shining light over everything when, when like in California, you talk about, oh, it sucks out here because if you don't have half a million dollars, you can't do shit. Mm -hmm. 
You know, if you don't have property, you can't do shit. So the regulations sucked. The laws they passed sucked. But it did get some people released from jail. It did get felonies reduced to misdemeanors and expunged. You know, so it did good things, but it sure is just horrible, the regulation rollout. And the way, who knows how it's going to look federally, but, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be whatever that's going to be. Hopefully two, three years maybe, but then, then how much time is it going to take for the regulations to roll out mm-hmm. and figure all that stuff out? You know, so there's still a ways to go, but it's right there. It's on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of got a personal stake in it where I lost my wife to cancer. She had pancreatic cancer. I'm sorry. And one of the things, one of the treatments we um, were looking at was an oil that was a marijuana-based or cannabis-based oil. But because we lived in Virginia, we couldn't get our hands on it. And that was really, really, really frustrating. And also seeing someone go through chemotherapy, to me, cannabis is the anti-chemo. Yep. So all the side effects that chemo causes, it's like cannabis reverses. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, we've talked to so many people and interviewed so many families. We've interviewed refugee families that move from states like that to California or Colorado or states where they can get the medicine that they need or their kids need. We've had mm-hmm. like parents who upend and lift and move to states where they can get Because it's really effective with extreme epilepsy. Yep. Everything. <laughs> Everything. I mean... The anecdotal evidence is there, and it's it's a it, it's a it's a miracle plant. Period. So I'm gonna play conspiracy theory for a little bit. Do you think that the pharmaceutical companies have a hand in not legalizing it um, because they think? Yeah, you know, of course. It will take from them. They pay the lot the lobby. They they pay all the lobbyists. Mm. The pharmaceuticals have paid the lobbyists for years and the politicians and the doctors. And I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a mess, but they can't stop it. Mm -hmm. Cannabis is a slow moving train that's picking up speed and more and more people are finding out about it and turning away from opiates and and everything else. And, you know, it's just, it's still going to take time, but it ain't, it ain't going to stop. It ain't stopping. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, you know, for like the older heads that may change their outlook on it being an evil drug? Because I've never, ever, ever seen anybody overdose and die off of cannabis. Never happened. Never will. It's reefer madness. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a dialogue too. It's words. You know, when you talk to these, these people who are, you know, especially the politicians and the representatives who have the reefer madness stuck in their head and they're still spouting this the craziness that, you know, you, you, you go crazy, it leads to everything else and just all the nonsense that they spew is... When you talk to these people and you use words like marijuana and recreational Mm -hmm. 
it furthers the negative stigma. So, because they already have the negative stigma. And so when you use the, 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 the definition, the, the proper definition, cannabis, and we, we know from long ago in the 30s and why they changed it to marijuana mm-hmm. to make it sound more slang and keep it demonized in the minorities and all that stuff is why they did all that and changed the vernacular. And then when you talk to these politicians about recreational use, recreational is for kids, mm-hmm. the rec center. My kids play at the rec- recreational center over here, and recreation is a time for fun and games and everything. And it is not, where's my recreational shot of vodka? Where's my <laughs> recreational beer that I have to order somewhere? No. So that further perpetuates this. Uh, uh, point, case in point, California, when the bill first came out, was called the Recreational Medical Marijuana Regulation Safety Act. Mm -hmm. Advocates and activists like myself were screaming bloody murder. Now it's called the Adult Use Cannabis Regulation Safety Act. Mm -hmm. New York, here's something interesting about New York. When they put that bill out initially, there was all these problems. It didn't have it. Didn't have the consumption in it. It didn't have shit. A bunch of our friends, the activists out there, were responsible for having them overhaul it and get that consumption lounge and all the other shit that they wanted. But they named it the ma- <laughs> when they originally named it. It was the Cannabis Regulation Safety Act. Mm-hmm. After they made all the changes after all the pressure, they changed it to the marijuana with an H they spelled it, the marijuana safety act, tax act. So, you know, and that's just, that's a little dig right there. Like, well, here, fuck you. You know? So, I mean, when talking about it and expressing how it should be legal and really explaining it's all medicinal. It's all medicinal, period. Those using it for recreation or whatever, they're medicating, they're self-medicating, they don't even know it. But that's what they're doing. And so getting the vernacular away from that terminology will help advocate and get other people to realize that, look, this, you know, there is nothing recreational about it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to call it that. You're an adult. You choose to use it. Period. So those 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 are important important things to think about when you're talk when you go to city council meetings. You know, and you want to talk to the city council people who are in your area or your county board of supervisor, whoever's in your where you live. If you want cannabis there and you want these laws to be less restrictive then they need to understand, they need to be educated. And that's a big problem. There's so so much bad and misinformation that's perpetuated. And and the people who sit in powerful positions are the ones perpetuating. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm, I'm excited to see is, um, like for me, um, I'm, I have a heart condition, so it's not really great for me to smoke. 
but there's other ways of consuming and with it becoming legal it'll be better ways of you getting you know um yeah standardized quality of uh let's say edibles or mm-hmm. even um like the 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 oils and um different other ways to consume it than only smoking so i'm excited to see that come too yeah yeah, that's great. That yeah, there's so many ways to deliver it into your system. Uh, that and that's the great thing about it too, as well with cannabis. There's so many, so many different ways, and you know they get that in in there. It's going to be great for everybody. So I've done my homework, and I know that you're not only a lawyer, you are a great poet. <laughs> I've written some poetry in my day. <laughs> Do you think I can get a a, a bar too? <laughs> you referring to the slam poem am i being detained or am i free to go i certainly am well the problem with a bard i can't seem to stop whenever i start <laughs> so if you it's if you want the whole thing it's about two minutes and 35 seconds <laughs> i got this is my podcast i got time <laughs> all right well uh Let me take a drink of water. All right. And I'll and I'll give it to you. This is called Am I Being Detained or Am I Free to Go? Slam poem about your rights, the script, and shutting the fuck up. <laughs> am I being detained or am I free to go? This is what to say. My lawyer tells me so. The cops are out there doing a job. Sometimes they must contain a mob, a thankless job that saves many lives. At their home are worried children, husbands, and wives. But does that give them the right to stomp on my rights? So we are here for you, the cannabis community, to fight, to let you know it's okay to just shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. You start with, I'm not discussing my day, end with, I invoke the fifth. These ain't suggestions. These are words to live by, to memorize. See, it's not about the size of that cop's gun, because they want you to run. So they could pull that macho gun and shoot you for fleeing the scene. Some cops are just plain mean. We must shut it off, shut it down. Those feelings of anger that instantly come around when that cop has to show his power and his might without cause, without reason, and we know they're not right. We must remain calm. Keep the devil sleeping on the left shoulder. We must be cold, even colder. Ice must flow through your veins to shut that heat. The blood that rushed your brain straight from your feet when that cop disrespected you because you wouldn't tell him what that smell was. And he accuses you of a pot DUI because he absolutely knows that's your buzz. But see, they can't tell and they don't know. Only if you tell them so. Oh, officer, I smoked a joint a few hours ago. Officer, here's my medical record. Officer, I'm a marijuana patient. We live in America. Prohibition still exists. That cop's going to do whatever he's going to do. 50-50, he arrests you. Give us a chance to represent you with a defense that's blazing. Let us show you in court we're amazing. But we could only do that if you listen to our tips. Now let me see you move your lips. You know the drill. When the cops ask questions, we say, I'm not discussing my day. Am I being detained or am I free to go? I invoke the fifth. And then you shut the fuck up. It's all about what you say and what you do. We have given you the script. We are telling you what to say. We are telling you what to do. We put your hands up in protection mode. But should you take a shot to the jaw, we will be here fighting for the cannabis community because we are the Pot Brothers at large.
There you go. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. So, all right. So I always end out my episodes. Um, let's say you had a, a, a young person come up to you and say, I just got, you know, harassed by the police. I just got pulled over. What is the advice that you give to them? Well, the first thing I let them know is that it's important that you know your constitutional and civil rights when dealing with law enforcement. And when they confront you, you need to be extra polite, extra calm, because we have to, as citizens out here, be ready to de-escalate hot-headed, crazy cops mm -hmm. who feel like they can do whatever they want. And so remaining calm and using our 25-word script, why did you pull me over? I'm not discussing my day. Am I being detained or am I free to go? If detained, I invoke the fifth and then shut the fuck up. And if you can't remember anything else, when cops ask questions, shut the fuck up. Comply with their requests. Put your hand, get in the head, get in the car, whatever the fuck they get, do whatever the fuck they say. And shut the fuck up. And then let your attorney later be able to defend you for a criminal case or bring a civil action so you and or your family can get paid if they fucked around and did something. I'm on uh, interview. Sorry, man. That's right. I thought that was one of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that is exactly what what I what I say. All right, all right. So how can people get in touch with you guys? How can they get on your social media, your website? How can they find the Pop Brothers in Law? We are very accessible. We are on on pretty much every social media platform there is. Our big ones are uh, Instagram, pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. And that same tag is on TikTok also. And we have our website, popbrothersatlaw.com. And you can call us at 855-WASS-LAW, W-A-S-S-L-A-W. We have a worldwide attorney referral network system that because of our large social media presence and reach, we've been able to meet and maintain contact with good, ethical, honest attorneys everywhere. I, I mean, throughout the world, it's pretty amazing. And, and in the United States. So we can potentially help people find attorneys they might need whether it's for a criminal defense or a divorce, or it doesn't even matter, just whatever it is, wherever you are in the world, we might be able to help you find a good attorney. So you can uh, contact us for that, as well as getting all of your information about your rights and dealing with law. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I really, really mean this. I appreciate you taking your time out and speaking with us. This is so enlightening. I just want to show people out there that you guys are real dudes and you take the time out to educate and I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. I appreciate those are humbling words and we're, we're just happy that we can get the word out and we have uh, platforms like yourself that you've given us to further spread the message and uh, you know, 
We love telling people to shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're more than welcome to come back anytime. And uh, if I ever make it out to California, I'm trying to sit on your, uh, I watched your podcast the other night. That oh, looks yes. like a fun show. <laughs> Cannabis Talk 101. Actually, yeah, we're going to be, uh, well, let's see. <clears throat> we're, oh no, this is, this is July we're in here. Actually, we're going to be out in uh, Oklahoma and Detroit for Canacon okay. in the next few months, uh, speaking and stuff like that. Um, and we're probably going to get out to Virginia sooner or later. So we're definitely hooked up. Well, you out. come out here, I light up the grill. We got blue crabs. So we'll hook you up. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. Thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate it. Had a great time. Oh, man, I totally enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 757 Renaissance Man podcast. I am Sean. This is Mark with Pop Brothers in Law. And what must you do, Mark? Shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. (laughs) And we are out.